The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network from Learfield. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Your chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. Spring game week is finally here as the string of 15 practices for the Eastern Michigan football team will conclude this week with the annual spring game under the lights at Rynearson Stadium this Friday night at 6.30. Alex Jewell, what a time it is for Eastern Michigan because we've got dual action that day, baseball first and then football. Baseball, football, and so much more, too, Greg, that makes it a really exciting day around campus. You know, you and I have talked quite a bit. It's really been about three years or so since we've had the opportunity to really welcome everybody in in a no-holds-back, exciting day opportunity for them to see and be a part of the spring game. It makes it all the more better that Eric Roof and company get to do this as a doubleheader, a little bit of baseball beforehand starting at 2 o'clock like you mentioned. But there's so much fun activity around both of those events that I think will really make it a dynamic day. If you're looking for something to do, we know it's Good Friday, but it's a great opportunity. A lot of families have time together. It's a great way to come out and have a little bit of fun before Easter Sunday. Greg, you mentioned, of course, the baseball game. There's going to be a little food truck plaza in between the stadiums. Uh, the return of the Adidas gear sale at Eastern Michigan. Uh, a couple of years ago, it was here and it was very prevalent. So a great time to get things at a huge discount rate, official EMU gear. There's an Easter egg hunt, one of the largest in Washtenaw County. So lots of fun reasons for everybody listening to this show to come out to campus on Friday. Well, and if you're thinking, okay, the Adidas sale is just football. Well, no, it's not. It has some football stuff in it, but it's from all of Eastern Michigan's teams, as well as shoes. There will be trophy helmets available That's right. that you can take home, but then those are usually very hot sellers. And I'm not going to divulge the exact price on here, but what I will tell you is that we have a couple of times, Greg, online auctioned off game-worn helmets and Eastern Michigan helmets, and those have gone for upwards into the 1,000, 1,500 oh, yeah. range at times. I will tell you this. I have talked to Ben Herman, the assistant AD for equipment. I have talked to Dom Vallada, his assistant. And I can promise you this. The prices on these helmets at this Adidas sale are not just significantly, but mind-blowingly lower than that. I mean, it's very... Are you very, a late-night infomercial? Deep, yes, deep, deep, deep <laughs> But that's not all, Greg Steiner. No, but seriously... There is, I have, I've truthfully never seen a sale um, with a with a helmet, an official Eastern Michigan helmet, where it's going to be this affordable. So if you're somebody that's on that fence, that's interested in that type of memorabilia, it's a good time to come out because again, it does not happen often. It will not happen often. Really good opportunity to grab a helmet at an unbelievable price. It's also a great opportunity if you have children to let them come out. Alex talked about the Easter egg hunt. There will be two Easter egg hunts going on, one for kids six and younger, and then one seven through 12, both on field level. Both will have prizes inside eggs, not only candy, trinkets, but maybe a few eggs that will get you some EMU football tickets. That's right. Tickets, uh, different packages and everything that is involved in the Easter egg hunt. 
What an awesome opportunity. Um, it's not rare, or excuse me, it's very rare to be able to come out to a Division One football event and also be on the field level, be having a great time with your family. Again, everybody here is cognitive of, the, cognitive of the fact that it's Easter weekend. We want to be a part of your Easter weekend, be a part of your family weekend. So a uh, great opportunity to have some family fun here at the, at the factory. This is a show to get your primer and whistle wet for football. We caught up with Chris Creighton on the field to get his thoughts heading into the weekend. Granted, we know a lot of things still can change. Right now, their plan is to do the regular green and white clubs. It'll be a first time that that has happened in a while. Not just offense, defense, not a specialized scoring system, but actual true football. And Coach speaks very highly of how his defense is maturing, really likes the defensive line, and also special teams. Listen, everybody out there, we all know how popular football is. This is the, this is the time before EMU takes the field in the fall to really see where everybody's at. There's some new position battles that are going on that have been pretty heated during uh, this spring practice. Everybody knows quarterback's going to be a who is it? Special teams players, who are they? There's a lot of players that have been great for Eastern Michigan that have moved on. Spring ball has been a chance for a lot of new players to sort of try to take the reins, Greg. So a great opportunity publicly to see them for the first time. It's also your first opportunity to play beard or no beard. If you've been following (laughs) social media, you already know the answer. But if you haven't, it's your chance to see what style and look head coach Chris Creighton is rocking as a big show with football and some other guests in store here on the Eastern Insider. We also have a busy week as we're nearing the golf championships. They are just more than a week away and it's your opportunity to hear from EMU freshman Kylie Dahl. She has an opportunity to become freshman of the year for head coach Stephanie Jennings Club and is very talented. And Alex, she played on her boys' men or boys' golf team because they didn't have any girls. It says a lot about the uh, skill and ability she has, and what an, uh, a great opportunity and a story that she can tell about having that unique <laughs> that unique chance. She's certainly been uh, somebody that's been that's been incredible in this lineup early on in her career. Stephanie Jennings, we've talked about it a few times on the a few times on the show. That program is moving forward in a nice direction. It won't be long before they're challenging for MAC championships. They're hoping to do so this year, and I think it's a real possibility. In our look ahead to the week, right now, if you're listening to us, we know we are only about 90 minutes away from Alex Jewell being roast master at the annual Ipsy Awards as they return uh, back after a couple year hiatus. So that will be going on at Pease Auditorium. Check out emueagles.com for the full list of winners if you're unable to make it. Then we've got track in action. Uh, They're in a bunch of different locales this week. We mentioned baseball. They have the Ohio Bobcats all weekend long. Tennis is home against Northern Illinois. Spring football But then you've got men's golf closing out their regular season. They're at the Rutherford Invitational in State College, PA. Women's golf is at the Jaguar Invitational this weekend in Indianapolis. And then after the quick turnaround, rowing is back. They're out east at the Susquehanna River. They take on Bucknell, UConn, and Villanova before they get ready to head and look ahead to the CAA. Lots of events going on this week. Visit emueagles.com slash calendars to look at them all. Greg, again, we mentioned that the highlight, though, is home action on Friday. Baseball starting at 2 o'clock, football starting at 6.30. Bring the family out. Make it a great day for everybody. And come enjoy some Eastern Michigan athletics. Greg, jam-packed week of athletics, jam-packed show. I think it's time to take a quick break. And then let's hear from the big boss himself, Chris Creighton. He talks all football right after this. 
For 82 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has been and continues to be committed to families all across Michigan. By providing access to care however, wherever, and whenever they need it, Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. On Friday night, Eastern Michigan football will be back on the great turf of the factory as we are joined by head coach Chris Creighton. Getting ready for this week, how would you say, as you continue spring practice, it's been so far for you and your team? It's been really good. It's been really good. You know, we had a a really good winter, and uh, so our theme for the year came out of that. We want to stack the spring on top of the winter, and then we're going to want to, you know, stack the summer on top of the spring, and then games and practices and all of that, and uh, we're not done yet, but it's been been very good. Um, Really, really pleased with just the development of everybody. Um, That's what we're trying to do, is is teach and develop everybody in the spring, and there's been plenty of reps. It's, It's been good. When you look at, at that theme, I know you always meet with your captains and the senior leadership group to get that. Was it a pretty easy theme for them to come up with? Or I know a lot of times, sometimes it just organically happens. Well, that's that's what happened this year. The guys came up with it and we were in winter workouts and had some some really good ones and wanted to stack one on top of the other. And so started talking about, you know, stacking workouts and mm-hmm. stack them. And then so the whole theme for the year just was birthed out of that. Coach, uh, spring ball continuing on for your team. I asked Coach Nethery a few weeks back on one of our episodes just about the progression in terms of players and what you see on the field. From the head coaching perspective, how have some of the development in terms of position by position group? I know you have a lot of new coaches in. And for those wondering at home, can something be won or lost job-wise in the spring, or is it really just trying to get those puzzle pieces in place to earn that right during the summer? Yeah, I mean, you're... you. You know, anytime that you got to put 11 guys out there, you've got to choose 11. But even if a job, you know, or the depth chart is set after the spring, there's still a long summer, there's still camp. And and so, you know, the depth chart gets moved around constantly. Um, so it's more of just, uh, you know, everybody getting better and, and progressing. And, you know, I, I think sometimes people don't understand what is a developmental program, you know, versus a non-developmental program, I guess. But, uh, you know, I think when you come out here and, and you see our upperclassmen, you know, compared to the younger guys, they understand and they know our systems and therefore they can really work on the detail and they get really good. Their bodies change. But also, you know, that's how we develop. We teach. And, and you know, we're, we're obviously very heavy with recruiting, you know, high school kids that come in here and develop into men. And when you're in the same system, you know, the third year and the fourth year and the fifth year, um, you really see tangible development. And the spring is all about that. And so it's fun to see our upperclassmen getting better, but also helping our our younger guys develop. Just as a follow-up to that, I mentioned in the first question, some of the new pieces that you have on your coaching staff. When you think about those pieces, is it enjoyable for you as a coach? I know you never want to lose great coaches. You've had great coaches in this program, but is it enjoyable in a way to see some of those new aspects come and bring new aspects of their coaching style and really infuse some of their new life into this program as well? No question. You know, there's, uh, you know, when, when you lose a coach, I mean, there's like, like this deep sadness, uh, even if you're happy for them, right? I mean, there's just some selfish sadness, I'd say. Um, and then it's like, gosh, this is irreplaceable. And then, you know, by the time, you know, you start getting names and and uh, hiring people, all of a sudden you're super excited again. And then you're exactly right. I mean, there's, there is some new energy and some new juice and new ideas and, you know, the combination of that and them learning our culture and our system. And um, so it's healthy and uh, we've got a really good group. Um, I'm very, very proud of our staff and how we work together. And um, yeah, it's all good. 
There's a lot of familiar faces that people will see. There are also some new faces that are out there. Uh, are there on the offensive side of the football? Of course, you have a new quarterback. You've got new center. But the running back position continues to remain strong. How has the offense performed so far for you this spring? Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, pretty good. Um you know, when, when the offense is going against the defense, especially here we are in the last week, I mean, it's been four weeks of, you know, our defense and, and our offense. And so you do get, you know, tired um, of seeing the same things and the same people and all that. But, uh, you know, offensively, um, you know, I think overall that we've we've taken some steps. On the defensive side of the football, you certainly have some familiar faces. Jose Ramirez, kind of the one person everybody focuses on front. But the D-line play, you get Vontrell to help on the coaching staff. And you've got some some kind of road graders in that middle that will really be benefactors to this this defensive line in year two. No question. Um, we've got a uh, uh, the makings of a, of a really good D-line. And, you know, obviously in football, everything starts up yep. front. And so, yeah, we've got the makings of a really good D-line. we still got to develop and still got to get better and have a great summer um, and a great camp and all of those things, but uh, makings of a great D-line. And then we've really bolstered our linebacking crew, you know, with a couple of uh, recruits that got here in January that are um, have really had good springs. And, um, you know, a lot of a lot of guys back in our secondary, even though, you know, this time of year we got some guys dinged up and all of that. But, uh, yeah, again, we, we've, uh, we're on target. Um, Got to keep getting better, but I really like our defense and like the group overall. I know the specials will also get on me if I don't ask, but how's how are special teams performing now? Well, Coach Sewell's taken over and haven't missed a beat at all. Um, now losing Jake Julian and Chad Ryland are two, you know, phenomenal pieces that are are, are hard uh, to replace. Um, but uh, Bird, our long snapper, has really taken some leadership with that group, and, and we thought Jesus was, you know, fantastic his first year, and so have. Lots of confidence with him, and then he'll have some some competition this summer. Um, and then you know we have three punters already on campus, and then um, ha- have a couple guys who are going to be throwing their hat in the ring this summer as well. It's easy to get excited. You're talking so much X's and O's, but it's really exciting this week because in just a couple of days we get to do something that I know you absolutely relish in this program, and it hasn't looked normal in a long time. Right. Spring game action, people able to come back into Rynearson Stadium, see the team, be a part of it. I know offense, defense, special teams, coaching staff, you feel like the fans and being able to get into the stands is just as important for this program. From your perspective, how exciting is it to know people will be back in, you guys get to play that game, and also how important is it for for them to come out and see this team in the spring? Uh, Yeah, it's good to say it's going to be great weather, and it's going to be a, you know, Friday evening and under the lights, and I know there's a lot of festivities going on, and, um, you know, we're really trying to make it a game, which I know the guys really, you know, like to do, and so it's going to be a lot of fun, and just, yeah, to have people back in the factory and the pads popping and uh, it'll, it'll be a great night and, and really hope people come out. As Coach talked about, it, there will be plenty going on. Not only will there be an apparel sale going on, you can also have one of the largest Easter egg hunts in Washtenaw County. How important was it for you to be under the lights in a unique situation on a Friday night? Yeah, um, it's really just kind of how the calendar fell. You know, you got the five weeks and we tried to get as much uh, of the winter as we could with our off-season training and whatnot. Um, 
And uh, so, yeah, it's a special weekend and um, we're uh, we're going to kick it off with a game on Friday. Coach, we really appreciate your time. Well, I was just going to ask real quick. Yeah, you're obviously coaching the game, but let's take you out of that world for a minute. Greg talked about some of the festivities, great food trucks area that they're going to do at the game, Adidas apparel sale, Easter egg hunt. I'm going to take Adidas sale out of it because you have more Adidas that you've gotten rid of <laughs> then and you could probably have your own catalog. So. If Chris Creighton's not coaching on Friday, are you going to the Easter egg hunt? Are you going to the food truck plaza? What's your what's your go-to if you're not in the game coaching? Uh, you can't make me choose between an Easter egg hunt and a food truck. I'm figuring out a way to do both. You might um, be eating on the sideline. Right? <laughs> that's right. So, no, um, you know, my kids are are growing up, but um, we've had an Easter egg hunt every year, baby, and we always will. So that's a pretty big deal. I can imagine that it gets pretty competitive in the Creighton backyard when there's an Easter egg hunt going on. Well, it involves shovels. I mean, I bury some of them. It's, it's, I, I promise you it's not easy. So, Coach, we appreciate your time. Nothing comes easy. That's why you should be out at the factory watching this team put in extra work and, and under the lights at right near soon. So well, Alex and I return after this on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. There's only one place in the state of Michigan that takes you straight inside the locker room, and that's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Your chance to get in on the action, bringing you more coverage than any other program in the mitten. What a freshman season it started off for you. How much fun did you have in the fall? Um, I had a lot of fun considering that um, I traveled to every tournament. Um, I wasn't really expecting that coming in. I was just trying to, you know, play my best, but um, it's just great that I was able to travel and go to Florida for the first time and, you know, um, meet my teammates and just have a great experience. What was the kind of expectation coming in from from high school? Uh, it's a much different game in terms of pace and you're going up against girls that may hit it longer than you or, or just have better skills. What was your biggest thing that you realized is different about high school golf to the college game? Um, well, in high school, uh, my school was pretty small, so I had to play against the guys, and I never really knew what it was like to, like, you know, be a part of a team with girls, so that was different, but um, I was really just trying to focus on my game and, you know, let the um, chips fall where they may and just try my best, because that's all I can do. What attracted you to EMU the most? Oh, I definitely have to say um, Coach Jennings. Um, I love Coach Jennings. She's like, she's basically like a mother figure to me and uh, I consider her family. So yeah, I definitely say she's the ultimate reason why I ended up going to Eastern. She's from, of course, Pemberville in Ohio and it's not far from Fremont. What, yeah. Do you kind of view yourself as, as kind of similar in a lot of ways that you come from Northwest Ohio up here and in, in playing golf now? Yeah, it's actually funny because her parents um, live a street over from my grandparents. And so it's just like goofy that that little small town of Wallbridge that they both, you know, happen just to live there. Um, but yeah, she played, um, she also played uh, high school golf and she played on the guys team just like me too. So there's um, things that are really relatable there. So, yeah. How'd you get your start in golf? What was the, the way you got going? Uh, my grandpa doll, who's now um, watching me from heaven, is uh, 
he introduced my sister into golf and my dad also helped me. But um, my sister went to the University of Akron and um, I kind of followed in her footsteps. What did she teach you about, about how to play the game and how to mentally prepare yourself for college? Um, she taught me um, just to like, you know, you have to like practice a lot in golf to be good. And she, I, I kind of more just saw like how she played in tournaments. And I realized that like, it takes a lot of work. And I just saw things that like, not everyone can see from just experience of different things. But um, I'd say maybe just mentally, she helped me the most, I'd say. All right, so when I, I read you a line from when I wrote your bio, four state tournaments, yeah. you finished or shared two or of the last three state titles. Yes. When you hear that and realize, wow, I was, that was a pretty good high school career. It was, yes. Um, my sister, she won state when she was a junior, and that's another thing. I saw her win, so I knew that one day I wanted to like win too or be better and win, you know, like two times at state. And just I don't know, we're the first sisters ever to win like state as sisters in Ohio. Yeah, it was just pretty cool because when I was like, I think like nine or 10 years old, I remember like walking up and down that course saying like, oh, I want to win state sometime too when I'm older. So it was just very cool to experience, but yeah. How's the conversation start when you're in high school, you know you don't have a girls team and you want to play golf? How do you approach, is it the coach? Is it the AD? How does that happen to, to get a, be a part of the boys team? Um, yeah, there wasn't many girls since I had a small high school. So um, they basically, I just had to play with the guys. There was no other like decision. Like I just had to if I wanted to play golf because I couldn't just play golf as an individual, as a girl. Um, so yeah, I just played with the guys. And um, I, I'd actually say it helped me for state because um, of course guys' yardages are longer because they're like stronger. Mm -hmm. And so when I went to state, the distances were shorter. And so I feel like it definitely helped me because I was so used to like hitting longer shots and harder courses, I'd probably say, and just longer distances. So yeah, it definitely helped me, but it was it was different. Not every girl, you know, experiences playing with the guys, so yeah. What's your proudest moment on the golf course so far? Um, Proudest moment? Um, hmm. Well, I've never had a hole in one, so there's nothing crazy, but I'd probably say just winning state two, two times my sophomore and junior year, and then tying the state record. I'd probably say that's one of my proudest moments. I don't actually have like a shot or anything like that, but I'd say state. <laughs> Do you have any superstitions or routines lead either during the round or before the round that you have to do? Um, yes, I always have to play Titleist number one. I played that at state and I won. There's also a thing in high school where my sister, she wore this purple shirt um, when she won state as a junior and I wore it like every year at state um, on the second day. It was like a shirt thing, but I'm not really doing that now because I'm in college, but I definitely had more superstitions in high school than now. <laughs> so it was kind of the reverse tiger where he wears red on Sundays, yes, you would wear yes. purple. Yes, I, I, can, I can show you later, yeah. <laughs> uh, besides golf, what's Kylie the person enjoyed doing? What, if, we're not, if, if we were just dropping you out any normal day, what are you doing? What's you? Um, I probably say um, I really like spending time with my family. Um, I like to like FaceTime them a lot and call them because all my siblings are also in college. So I know that they're, you know, wondering like what I'm doing. And um, I love being with friends. Um, I like painting too. So yeah, those are a couple things. <laughs> what kind of painting? Um, well, in high school, um, I was like in this art class. I didn't do just painting, but I did um, like sculptures, like clay sculptures and like that. So I'd say probably art in general. Okay. But I've taken a few painting classes with uh, my mom. It's like a 
it's like an actual class. You go there, then like teach you to paint, and like turn, it turned out pretty well. So just like painting on a canvas. Growing up in Northwest Ohio as well, I'm from Bluffton originally, so not, oh, yeah. not far from Fremont. But okay. one of the best things is that it's far enough away that you could still get home, but it's also not that you're everybody's going to drop in on you all the time. When yeah. when you look at Eastern and, and the decision to come here, what's your favorite thing now that you're here? Um, hmm, it's tough. I'd honestly probably say that uh, I like the um, smaller type of campus feel because I don't like being like like University of Michigan. It's very busy. I like kind of how it's more quieter here and people do more of their own thing. But yet, if I want to go to like um, a bigger city like Ann Arbor, I can. It's right down the road. On this team, there's so many underclassmen. I mean, it is freshman and sophomore heavy, which yeah. probably also helps with the camaraderie. How has knowing that you, you're with a lot of people that are experiencing college life for the first time, how has that been kind of fun for you? Um, you're saying like, uh, since I'm with underclassmen? Yeah, since you, I mean, you think of there's there's the four sophomores, there's what, four or three or four of you freshmen. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a pretty cohesive unit. A lot of times it's really upperclassmen heavy that you walk into. Yeah. Um, I'd say maybe like when I came here, I didn't know like a lot of things where anything was at and like, uh, just like, Things even like in the golf simulator or just other, I don't know, things when you come to college and you don't know of, it helps because they're like a year older than me so they could like show me around, but they haven't been here forever so they don't know like everything. So they're kind of in the same boat as me so I can like relate to them when I don't know something. That's probably what I'd say. Is there somebody that's kind of taken you under their wing and said, Kylie, here's how we run things in our program? Um, I, I'd say probably just my coach kind of showed me a lot. I mean, my teammates have shown me like little things, but I actually go to my coach a lot for different things because I'm very like, I feel very comfortable going to her. Like I said, she's like a mother figure to me. So, you know, I just, I don't know, I feel like if I ever need anything or she'll just tell me. Uh, have you set a personal goal for yourself this, this spring? Yes. Um, I really um, hope that our team wins the MAC. And if our team doesn't, then I hope to either win the MAC as an individual or come in like top five or top 10. That's always like a really good finish. But yeah, the main goal is for our team to win the MAC. If you look at it right now, I mean, if you keep up your pace from what you were doing in the fall to, to the spring, I mean, you have a good shot to be freshman of the year. Is that something that you've thought about or would like to, to be? Um, I guess I really haven't thought about that in particular, but like, obviously, um, that would be great if I was like freshman of the year. But um, I'm just... I'm really just trying to know, you know, um, do what I can, um, just practice as much as I can and work out. And I truly just think that things happen for a reason. So if I just put in hard work, I believe that like whatever happens will happen. What does this team have to do? I mean, you've, to, to win a MAC title, you've seen what Central can do. You've seen what Toledo does and a lot of the other MAC schools, but that top dog is still Kent State. How do you, how do you guys go about unseating them? Uh, just, I just, we gotta have a couple good rounds. Um, yeah, what, probably low 70s. Um, that's all you can really do. I mean, try and focus on putting. I know the course that we're playing is a little challenging, I'd say, with putting for me because the greens are faster for me, I'd say. Um, I'm not sure about how they feel, but um, yeah, just uh, putting's where it's at. So just, you know, if you have like a good putting, a couple good putting days and um, I don't know, just uh, a few low scores, I'd say, for each day, um, I think it'd be a good shot at beating Kent. 
MAC championships are near home. They're in Toledo. Have you played the course before? Yes, I have played the course before. Um, I've played it uh, two or three times. Um, I'm friends with someone who um, plays there, so I was able to get on the course. And our team was when we volunteered for La Solheim. A couple of days before that, our coach was able to get us on that course. And yeah, it's it's pretty narrow course. It's, it's kind of hard, um, but yeah, I've played it a couple of times. <laughs> Any tips that you, you've gotten so far on how to how to really uh, contain it? Yeah, it's really narrow. So I mean, on any golf course, you want to stay straight, but it's very it's very serious that you stay straight on this course because it's easy to get into trees and sand traps. So stay straight. Like that's like the main thing, and keep your your putts. You know, don't, don't roll them by by too far. Just keep them in the general area of the hole. Do you have a tournament on the schedule or a place that you guys are going this spring that you're like? Can't wait to go there. Ah, uh, yeah, I'd probably say Arizona because uh, when I was little, my sister played at the University of Akron. And I remember as a, like a littler kid, um, I went there and watched her and I was just like, oh, if I uh, play at a Mac school, I'll be able to play here someday too. So it's just kind of neat uh, playing there. If you had any club in your bag that you could pull out, doesn't matter the distance, what club are you going to that you feel the most comfortable hitting that perfect shot with? Mm, I'd probably say like an eight iron. Uh, which goes about 130 yards. I feel very like comfortable with that club or maybe like a hundred yard shot. It's around that area, I'd say, <laughs> yeah. Is there something else that's unique about you that we may not know that is kind of a fun thing to know? The only unique thing I'd say is just that me and my sister were the first ever sisters to win state like as sisters. Um, and I just tied the course record at um, Ohio State in high school when I played um, my second day at state my junior year. It's probably like the one of the cool things I'd say. Uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> in terms of classes, what's we of course winning on the course, graduating, all that are our first steps. But what do you want to do when you leave Eastern Michigan? Um, I really um, like as a little kid, I've always wanted to play pro um, in golf. So I definitely want to be a professional. But if that doesn't happen, then I always want to have like a backup plan. So I'm getting. Um, my major is business management, so I'm getting a degree in that. Um, business is very broad, so I felt safe with that major. <laughs> so I know that I could either do like college coaching if I didn't become pro, or I could do something in the golf business-related field. So something on the lines of that, but I really just want to be um, a professional golfer. Who on the professional tour, when you watch it, do you really enjoy watching? And then is there a person that you try to emulate? Uh, yes, I definitely say I love watching Lexi Thompson because I like, um, I like how nice and, um, just respectful she is. She's a really nice down to earth person. And so I really like watching her, but, um, I wouldn't say our swings are similar. Um, but she has like obviously a really good swing because she's pro. Um, I also like watching Lydia Ko. Um, I feel like she has like the ideal swing. So when you're talking about like, uh, comparing my swing to someone, I would try and look at hers to like perfect swing so i feel like hers is really good did i hear you tried to to make the cut at uh, to sneak into the marathon classic oh yes i tried but i i didn't make it but um i played really well and um i ended up being middle of the field um as you know 18 year old i was playing against people that were um at the university of uh duke and uh i like a couple other like big schools and people that were like 25 and i was just like wow well, that's really good like just gotta keep continuing practicing and then 
you know, I'll get there. But yeah, it was really nice. There's never been an EMU golfer that's gone to the NCAA championships. How much do you set that as a goal for you? Oh, wow. Um, I really, I do set that as a goal. I didn't know that no one has ever like gone there, but um, I definitely, I want to try to win the Mac as an individual. Um, if my team doesn't, like that's obviously the first thing is my team. It's, it's a really high goal of mine, honestly, yeah. <laughs> This has been another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast, powered by Learfield and presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for all of our episodes on demand.